Hey guys, Tom Takar here. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you're enjoying it, throw us a little rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a ton. And if you have any questions or comments for me or Tommy, send us an email at standbyyourbandpod at gmail.com or tweet at us at standbyyourbandpod on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. The year is 1982. A pound of tomatoes costs only 39 cents, which is why audiences would throw them at Tommy McNamara's comedian ancestors. Time Magazine's Man of the Year is The Computer, a machine used to burn CDs. The smiley face emoticon is invented by Scott Falman, a.k.a. the prequel to the Emoji Movie. And in Central Park, John Linnell and John Flansburg, two boys from Lincoln, Massachusetts, played their first concert under the name El Grupo do Rock and Roll, a name that wouldn't last long. The boys John started playing all around New York, and with Linnell on accordion and sax, Flansburg on guitar, a drum machine, whimsical lyrics, and absurd props, they picked up a following fast. From 1984 to 87, they were the house band at a club called Dorinka, where they would eventually sell out every show. After Flansburg apartment was robbed and Linnell got into a bike accident, the two stopped performing for a while, and they began recording their songs onto an answering machine called Dial-A-Song, where people could call and hear their music. It was so popular that it became hard to reach them. Their first album came out in 1986, and it was a college radio success, with the video for Don't Let's Start getting a lot of play on MTV. In 88, they released Lincoln, and Anna Ang hit number 11 on U.S. modern rock charts. The next year, the boys signed with Elektra Records and released their third album, Flood. Flood would go platinum, and Birdhouse and Your Soul would reach number three on U.S. modern rock charts. With three gold albums, two Grammys, and one of the greatest television theme songs of all time, Boss of Me from Malcolm in the Middle, today we stand by They Might Be Giants. I'm the only non-Chicago guy here. Oh. I got a... I'll, I'll blend in, though. Don't nice. worry. Yeah, yeah. Don't Talk, worry. Say something about Italian beef. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> oh, good. shit. Are we, Chicago. In, that was are we Chicago. in downtown Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the voices you guys are hearing, we should introduce our guests. Yeah. First of all, let me introduce my co-host How here. He might be Tommy McNamara. Oh. Good to see you. That was clever. That was good. <laughs> Uh, you might be a giant if <laughs> <laughs> never heard that one. Is that honest, is it really? I, true. I never thought of it before. That's like a bit that probably should somebody should do that. If the water Holy- gets you instead, <laughs> you might be a giant. If the statue oh, got you high, <laughs> you might be a giant. You might be a giant. <laughs> Uh, wow. The voices you are hearing are to my left, uh, Joe Rumrill. Hello. And directly across from me, Andrew Tischer. Hey. hey. Right. Thanks for coming on, guys. No problem. Thank you for having us. This oh. has been delightful so far. I'm, I'm having a great time. <laughs> me Hopefully too. it's only uphill. We both uh, were talking about how, I mean, I, we every pretty much every time we do this podcast, we're hungover. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this is already delightful. I, That's I'm good. less hungover <laughs> than I am tired. I drove from Philly at like... 
I got home at like four thirty in the morning last night. I did that good, good comedy theater. Oh, what an what aptly good named. It's good. It's good. So aptly named. Yeah, it's it's a nice little theater. Uh, it's, I, Kate and Aaron who run it are so sane and funny and yeah. competent. It's very it's rare. So yeah. competent <laughs> is a word that you rarely hear used for comedy club owners. Right. Yeah. They could be running a real business and making right. actual money instead of instead of having uh, <laughs> annoyance people come in and <laughs> do whatever. Right. It is funny, like the post you see there where it's like a big and they make it seem like such a big deal and it's like Daniel Simonson is finally <laughs> making it. Yeah. I, I love Daniel <laughs> right, it's right, funny. Right. Uh, the best <laughs> he's How wonderful he's <laughs> <laughs> um, but you had a good time there it was a fun time That's I got great. there it was one of those where I got there at like 11.15 and left at 1.30 so I was like this is a real oh, wow. stupid trip that I made but uh but it was nice. But I am I, I came in exhausted. I was I, I had one of those drives home where I was so tired. And I was you know how you like tempt yourself on road trips with like I'm gonna eat like shit. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. tempt myself. You just yeah, do it, I right? Just yeah. Do it. Just but that's the thing it. is, Cinnabon. I I had that. Oh, I don't think that any <laughs> Cinnabons were open. <laughs> oh, really? Not. On it was the, like three the, in the morning. I feel like on the Jersey Turnpike, there's all that. Like that's the true. Walt Whitman. Memorial oh, Rest Whitman, Stop, yeah, yeah. Clara yeah. Barton. You know, they all, yeah. they've all got... Uh, Walt Whitman used to write about the Cinnabon. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. what a lot of his poetry is about. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, mine was Taco Bell last night. I was like, I'm going to do it. And then I couldn't find one that was open. And then I found a 7-Eleven, stopped in. I, I kind of like 7-Eleven as like a garbage food option where you're like... Because they have all that, like the, the Did roller you, you shit. Yeah. They had like... Okay, I walked in and there was the saddest looking man hovering over the taquitos and he wanted them to make him a pizza and they wouldn't do it. Oh, no. They were like, I'm like sorry. The the <laughs> How do you order off menu at 7-Eleven? They have little pizzas sometimes that oh. are like free sliced, but they didn't have any because it was three in the fucking morning uh, yeah. on the road. Like it was oh. not like in the city or anything. That's so. how did, He sounded so sad at the beginning and now that he couldn't get his pizza, it's, it's just so heartbreaking. Then, yeah, no, I'm actually on his side. What it, I mean, honestly, you just put it in the, they're putting in the microwave for 10 it's minutes. So, yeah. Just like, put it on no one way. of those rollers. They were going to do yeah. The guy was going to do it, and then he, who appeared to be his manager goes, the oven is off. Uh, <laughs> wow. So he looked so bummed out, but there was only three taquitos left. I was eyeballing them. That's what I was going to do. Uh-oh. He fucking ate them all. He got uh, all three. Uh-huh. Actually, there was four. I'm sorry. He took three. I got one. Okay. I, I walk out with one taquito. That's not a satisfying no, bullshit. now you're. You now you have to pat it with the gummy sharks. And that's the, what and I did. I got, I got neon gummy worms. Yum. That's my road. Uh, that's my road snack. And I, then you feel like shit immediately. Like yeah. as soon as I finished it, I was like, I gotta drive. In practice, hour. I bet that is good. Like that's a good combo. But hearing it. Like trying to place those two tastes on my tongue right yeah, now. Yeah, they don't that's go like, together great. That's wild. Yeah, it Oops. is like a. It's they should have like a wine pairing sort of thing with mm. uh, with shitty fruit snacks and yeah. uh, and their. Uh, now is this a red Skittle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's all. So you can tell the problem. And this was manufactured right outside of Chicago. You know, you can tell. You can see if you smell this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is from the. Ohio plant. What do you guys... So you go Cinnabon. Well, you know what I... uh, Cinnabon, I I love uh, Popeye's. Uh, I'll have Popeyes. I was looking for Popeye's, too. They have some of those, but I don't think they were open that late. Right. In those little... uh, and then there's some. Travel is it Roy Rogers? Is that where I'm eating burgers from, where I I never eat those burgers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they only have those in those travel plazas. 
That I've only be. seen them there. I think the first time I ever had it was like on a family trip to Washington, D.C., mm. and all of us were. I think my father was excited because he knew who Roy Rogers was. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, well, this will be good. That was I've part heard of Roy Rogers, <laughs> yeah. so this will be good. That's how my, my dad knew the Burger King personally so he get he got so stoked whenever he would pass he finally by. made it yeah. <laughs> he had this he had this dream of a restaurant his whole life <laughs> life's uh, hard for the king uh i've never been to a roy rogers oh joe you have to <laughs> you <laughs> simply must it yeah. sounds the cheese fun is so congealed on the burger that's just, oh, you just oh, you, they don't congealed. make it for you you, know, you just pick it off of the off the rack oh you know? my god so you have to have one <laughs> you, get some, you get some of these curly fries. It's like sawdust. It's, uh, it's <laughs> why is that allowed? Yeah. And then, the, and then, ooh, warm plastic bottle of Coke. <laughs> they can't Wash even get that right. Warm plastic bottle could be a they might be giants track oh, name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now, now we start. Goodness the roast gracious. begins. No, it's hey, not how a roast. about? Don't let's start. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, I actually, I, I did enjoy the playlist. I'm going to start that. We're going to start yes. positive. Yes. Yeah, let's start, with, right. let's start with that. Because I will say, oh, so podcast over. Oh, <laughs> sounds good. you guys against we don't each other. To I like Tisher's songs better than Joe's. Ooh, Whoa. see, I was, I was torn. I think I went back and forth on both, but we'll have to wait until we get to the playlist. To, that's yeah. at the end of the pod. That's at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, so we talk up. about songs that... The, the listener has no idea. We, we, <laughs> we don't normally do that. Tommy oh, really yeah. ruined the fucking podcast. Now, um, this no. I can believe. <laughs> <laughs> this much I know to be yeah. true. Uh, no, we talk about the criticism of them and like oh, okay. what you f- and like your experiences with them before uh, before now and like what got you into them. Yeah, so stuff first, like that. where did you guys? When did you first hear them? Do you remember? Sure. Yeah, you I, go I, first. I very much remember. I was. Um, you know, and I feel like this might uh, play into the idea of what this band... Like, I feel like uh, uh, I have spent some time defending this, mm-hmm. my love of this band. Mm-hmm. I I was in fifth grade, and I was... Well, actually, so probably the very first place I heard them, which I think is not uncommon for people, is they, way back in, like, 1990, two of their songs were used in a Tiny Tunes episode. And I think a lot of people came to them that way. Oh, so I that did was not the, realize And that. I didn't, you know, I just... In my mind, those were just like Tiny Toons songs, you know, and so mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't really seek out. And, who and I, and I was like, I think I also came to the idea of being into music later than most people. I don't think I really started. I didn't. Mm. I know I didn't start buying records for myself until like high school. Oh wow! And my parents didn't. My dad would listen to like uh, Van Morrison and Grateful Dead and like. Procol Harum, or how is that pronounced? Oh. You got it. Yeah, and, uh, and so, the, so which is all, which all seems so intimidatingly adult and sophisticated. Mm. To like, they, he wasn't into any like contemporary music. So, mm. so just the idea of like buying a record was totally alien to me. Mm. Um, or like, be, even really kind of like being into music outside of like stuff that was in television shows or movies or something uh, uh, was was just like not done. Um, but so then in fifth grade or, or between fourth and fifth grade, I was in this like day camp and there was some teenager who was the counselor. I remember his name was Byron. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> and so the year would have been like 1992 and Apollo 18 had just come out and he, uh, he was really into it. And his task at the summer camp was my age group of kids was all supposed to put on this play. And his inspiration was, we'll make it a musical and all these songs will be 
the oh, soundtrack wow. to this musical. And so someone got attacked by a spider. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at Joe and he will recognize what these are. I gotcha. Uh, you know, He's our like, hero. <laughs> someone, we go into a haunted house, someone's attacked by a blue thing mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, uh, and so on. And so that was, and, and, and hearing those, and then like, he would put them on and all the kids would like dance to them. And so that was like my first introduction to even kind of bands. I think I like knew that the Beach Boys were a band mm-hmm. and I knew that Alvin and the Chipmunks were a band. <laughs> and I think that's like what I knew. And so, and so hearing these songs, it sounded, uh, uh, they sounded really cool to me. One of them had a swear in it. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of that record, especially, but I feel like their first kind of four records or, or even maybe like first five records have this really kind of like dark quality that as a kid seemed really like actually kind of very genuinely scary to me. Wow. Uh, uh, there's like a song about being in a hall of heads, you know, and And, and so, uh, you know, as you get older, I guess you kind of recognize how cartoony and, and like really not at all scary that Mm -hmm. is, um, but at the time, they seemed really, really cool to me, and so I. And then my dad's friend had that record, and I recognized it one time. He like brought a bunch of records over and was like, you know, uh, uh, look through my stuff because my dad wasn't into a lot of music, yeah. and I like recognized that one. I was like, oh, oh, we have to borrow this, and so and then that became like a road trip staple in my family. Oh wow! And then we also got like Flood. And then when I finally in middle school and high school was like, oh, I guess I have to start being into bands, that was a starting point one. for me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I have really, um, I want to say, like, I feel like there's lots of uh, uh, childhood things I've discarded. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, I don't think it's just a nostalgia thing. Like, I've, I've really held on to them, and they've really been. Um, uh, my favorite band for a very long time, but then, and then I think also. Uh, they were a real gateway for me into a lot of other music because they they like kind of hop genres a bit, mm. and they also uh, work with a lot of like they 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 enjoy bringing people in to be instrumentalists or vocalists or like whatever. Who, who uh, are examples of that? Uh, like so, there's a country musician named Laura Cantrell who lives in the si- who lives in New York. Oh, nice. And she like sings on one of the tracks, mm-hmm. um, and then like they, you know they they have all these like weirdo. Uh, I mean, because I was so obsessively into it too. Like and they and they were just two guys. Yeah. Um, and so for a long time, they didn't even have a backing band. So they would especially bring people in. So there'd be all these people that I'd read, you know, I'd obsessively read these liner notes. Yeah. yeah. And be like, who is Eugene Chadbourne? And it's <laughs> like, oh, he's a noise rock guitarist from mm-hmm. Massachusetts or wherever. And yeah. it's like, what is this? And then, like, that would expose me to the idea of noise rock, you know? And so totally, yeah. I think, you know, or like they have a song about the replacements and it's like, who are oh, the wow. replacements, you know? So I think in that way it was a real, it was also like a real gateway of like a real safety jumping off point of like, okay, I'll dip like, Oh, I guess I like country music. Cause I like this Laura Cantrell yeah. lady, you know? So, um, so they were really helpful to me in that way. So that's that, but anyways, that's that's how I that's how I kind of got into them. I love mm-hmm. that they did like a rock opera because I used to like based on their songs because I when I was younger I like my dream was to write a Smashing Pumpkins rock opera, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mamma Mia for Melancholy. Oh, God. I was just this angsty idiot kid. Like, <laughs> I remember being in like a hotel with my family and like everyone was hanging out and I was like sitting there writing on the hotel stationery like, <laughs> and then 1979 and it's like. 
So this exists somewhere? No, I think I, I think I had an outline for it. Okay. That's so funny. It, yeah. Oh, how, wait, how old were you at this point? <laughs> I think maybe like 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did something similar with an Incubus album where <laughs> oh I made God. it like, it was basically like a film that was written around the album, <laughs> yeah. like Morning View. <laughs> Jeez. And it was all about like this kid killing himself, but everybody's cool with it. <laughs> like they're like, what? this is what he would have wanted. It was really oh fucked up. <laughs> so just, I just want to preemptively establish where you, our hosts are in no position to throw the too dorky. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Good God, how are we? How are we oh. sitting here? The cooler. I think we can all here. There comes a time in every boy's life when he searches. Who is Eugene Chad Bourne? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had to do I had to do a report on him in music school because he's that, the one oh, he really? does he does those like one hundred electric guitar yes. pieces yeah 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 I remember doing a, a he's report the, on he's him. The, he's the, that weird intro to um, absolutely Bill's mood oh gotcha over the phone and it really is over the phone gotcha. Right? Yeah, we're, guess, the, we're yeah. the bigger nerds. That's true. What is weird that the conversation around them, I feel like it always makes it like either you're a nerd and you like them or you're a bully and you don't. It's just yeah. it's like, but it's what, I, it's, what it feels like sometimes, mm-hmm. I'd say. I feel like from an outsider perspective, because I didn't know them that well. I knew Istanbul. Uh, I feel like that's the song. And I hate that song. But which, I don't, they, which they didn't write. You, yeah. cover. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Cover. Yeah. I did not know that. This is the first blockbuster <laughs> yeah. revelation of this podcast. Yeah. I feel like, and it, I think that the connection to this is that they get compared to Bare Naked Ladies a lot um, because they they have a lot of cute sort of music. Certainly. It sounds yes. kind of thing. I really no, like this, but that's, I feel like it is kind of like playful, yeah. like silly. And at this point, I think they make the bulk of their money doing children's music. Yeah. Like they they hit a point where they yes. started making music specifically for children. And like children. all their children's albums have gone gold and stuff like that. Like people love right. their children's music. Gotcha. Um, and they were, I feel like when people say they're like, oh, it's for nerds or whatever, I think of it like Big Bang Theory where it's like not really. Like they're still co- like they still are cool. I don't know. Well, Is I that have, stupid? Yeah, I have thoughts on this. But I, w- I, do, but I want to hear Joe's origin yeah, Joe, story. It, it's oh, really... Yeah, 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 well, sorry. I was actually happy that it got sort of glossed over just because I uh, thought, like, Tisher seemed very, very uh, yeah, thorough and... Uh, and <laughs> mine was just, you know, as a kid, just like into novelty music and like Weird Al and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, uh, hearing Istanbul on the radio, mm-hmm. hearing like, oh, that's a real band, but that's that's music that it's still sort of goofy and yeah. I can like sort of and the first first non Weird Al album I ever got was I found out that Istanbul was on uh, an album called Flood and went out got Flood loved it that mm-hmm. so much and then was just a just a, a fan from that it was it was a it was a st- it was what got me out of comedy music, but <laughs> yeah, still yeah, yeah. like and it's was, still like silly, though. yeah, still yeah. part of the Venn diagram, mm-hmm. sort of. But like, like just said, it was a uh, jumping off point. You, you like they might be giants, then you learn about Devo, Talking Heads, mm-hmm, and for sure. sort of just you know, mm-hmm. and then you get into punk, and then you get into you know, you find out that the classic rock rock that your dad was listening to is good, and I just feel like it was a good mm-hmm. gateway to get me into 
real music. Yeah. With with quotations around around uh, those, you know. Just no, it is not it, Weird Al anymore. Yeah. They definitely seem like a direct descendant of Devo. I feel like. I, th- I think so too. I don't know. I know that Mother's Boss worked with Linnell a little bit. Uh, I'm not. I'm sure they're aware aware of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. So. Well, they, yeah. they they've covered a they covered a Devo. Song oh yeah, before. through being cool. Right. I forgot about that. And I'm yeah, yeah. I'm sure they. I mean, I think I think also when they started out, there was a much. I think they quickly realized they were on dangerous ground. But I think when they started out, there was a much bigger performance art aspect. Because they were when they started out in the '80s in New York on the Lower East Side, they were they were playing not rock clubs but like performance art venues. Yeah, and so they would have like props and weird outfits, giant and, hats, and, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Which feel like that would D-O-E. add something to this music for me a little bit if I saw the outfits and stuff. Well, I think I think if people knew more about their origin right. story and really learned that they were like a real band slumming yeah. it in New York for a really long time, like just like yeah. any like any like punk band would have. Uh-huh. It just so happens that their music is a little more melodic and goofy and yeah. uh, and sometimes they'll wear giant carpet hats too. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I mean that cuz that was another thing for me too is then when I started to cuz I listened to those those couple albums for you know a few years of my childhood and then when it was like starting to get into them and finding out that it was just two dudes and that was so cool so cool and that they had they had actually started in Brooklyn in the 80s when Brooklyn was like not cool nope. and uh, <laughs> it's funny to think of like people like cuz people used to be so like they demonized Brooklyn to this like terrifying place to be like right. I coming from Indiana I feel like people would be like oh Brooklyn that's you can't live there. It's scary. And then my this grandma goofy, still still is like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like my mom is like that. But then this goofy ass music was coming yeah, out. right. Absolutely. But, I think, but they tell stories. I think it was Absolutely. really scary when yeah. like, they're talking about moving into this like burned out apartment building. Yeah, <laughs> there were crack vials on the street. Uh, like the whole you know, uh, you know. But the, and then you know they used to have this dial a song service where they like oh, yeah. also in like you know eighty four. They started this phone machine where you would call, and every day they would put a different tape in of a song they'd recorded. You know, and this is like That's when, awesome. when phone machines, cool. yeah. people, not everyone had a phone. Like it was like a phone machine was like a $200 investment. Yeah. You know? uh, and like that's a very cool string. And they would, they would like run ads in the Village Voice that was just like free when you call from work and then just the number, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, so f- for me, it, it didn't even. Again, like, uh, I thought they were just so cool. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, pre-Malcolm in the Middle and, like, everyone knowing who they Mm -hmm. are and the children's records and all that, they were, like, they seemed, um, you know, it's also, like, hard to talk about that shift, like, post-internet. You know, it's like they were, no one knew, like, I would say they were my favorite, like, now I say they're my favorite band and people are like, oh, really? And, yeah. But at the time, it was just like, who is that? Yeah. And they really seemed like <laughs> Why this is very that name cool so long? underground <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, right. No, even when you just said they were your favorite band, even though you came on to defend them, that's not usually the case. People who come on, that's usually like, I like this. It's not sure, my favorite, sure, sure. but yeah. I think it's getting shit on unfairly. Favorite band, I was surprised to hear. I think it's okay. great, because now it's, people uh, will listen to it and be like, oh, someone's actually representing the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bare Naked Ladies yeah. one, famously, I ended up <laughs> defending the band more than the guest. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, famously was an interesting <laughs> word. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I would, I would, um, you know, I like Bernie, ladies. Um, I do. T- I, hey, I like them. I don't know much about them. And I was like, they were the one that you said that they get compared to yes. TMBG? Yeah. Huh. 
I, I think I don't. I mean, I I don't. I guess I don't know Bare Naked Ladies all that much. I think so it's I mostly wouldn't. songs like uh, "If I Had a Million Dollars" has a very uh, yeah. They okay. might be giants very kind of vibe musically, though. Definitely, yeah. yeah well, absolutely. I, I don't know that that's true. I mean, because I think, th- like, I was very into. I mean, I don't want to. I, I have a less full throated defense of Bare Naked Ladies than they might be giants, <laughs> but I was very into Bare Naked Ladies in high school, uh-huh. and, and like, I do think they're again extremely melodic. I think that they also experiment musically on those first few records. Yeah. I think that they're, yeah, they're interested in humor, but not in a way that's purely jokey all the mm-hmm. time, but mm-hmm. there's often that humorous. And I think like lyrically, like, uh, uh, you know, there's that interest in the like mundane that they might be giants also have. Yeah. And, like, yeah, this will be a song about a table. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 do they have a yeah. song about a table? No. Okay. I'm trying to, I was trying to think. They will <laughs> someday yeah. soon, oh, gonna and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, but, I uh, think yeah. it's hard to. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, 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 I don't. I think. Well, I, what also hearing people compare bands to they might be giants also throws me for a loop a little bit, just because they are they like actively switch up their genre song to song i'd say right. so it's really hard for to to even say something sounds like they might be trying that's to fair. in my in my head that's I guess. definitely fair because listening to this playlist i was like oh this isn't what i thought this was yeah. gonna sound like yeah. like a couple songs were but like a lot of it i was like oh this is something like this is I completely really, different than what i expected yeah i only knew the malcolm in the middle song like sure. pretty much exclusively and yeah. i just thought that's what they do they write malcolm in the middle song and, yeah. I, and I think if i didn't know that that was a, not that i don't dis not that I dislike Malcolm in the Middle, but I, I'm, I don't love it. <laughs> oh, shit. The Another fact that it, I'm sorry. Yeah. Tommy, stand by know. Malcolm in the Middle. You know who we got stand? Special Malcolm's friend. <laughs> Jesus. He was in a wheelchair. That's true. And he talked real slow. <laughs> <sighs> Speak on this, Joe. <laughs> we got special guest Jane Kazmarek coming in. <laughs> He's going to twist your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you to clean up this apartment now yeah. before was, Hal gets home. She was one of the scariest uh, characters of all time, yeah. I feel like. They really built her into a, hard, a terrifying yeah, it was, character. It was weird. Dysfunctional families bummed me out. Man. Yeah. Like, I hated Married with Children. I hated yeah. I didn't Ditto. like What about I The Simpsons? Like, the Simpsons were animated, so that uh, gets, a, gets a pass. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, Marge's love is so not in question. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Except for uh, in the first fifteen seasons, that's true. And then they, for whatever fucking reason, that's not they the change other, it. The Simpsons doesn't exist after season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they do start like, oh, Marge is dating someone else now. Wait, and what? They do Get all out that. Of town. Yeah, I swear to God, there's episodes where it's like Marge Jane is Kaz with somebody Is else. that true? <laughs> Is he right now cleaning the house? <laughs> Thank God somebody now, stepped up. Now, if you boys bring another damn spider into this house, <laughs> Reese, hide it. <laughs> I love the implied Reese. <laughs> uh, wait, so Marge is dating someone else? Yeah, it's like they go bananas, and it's it's a Simpsons fan. Tell me it's she's like not dating Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw this video on YouPorn where oh, <laughs> oh yeah, goodness gracious. Yeah. 
The debauchery uh, you two bring <laughs> into the world of podcasting is deplorable. No, no wonder something That's, um, pure like a band who writes a song about yeah. a sad hat <laughs> not be appreciated by you. you two seen... nice boys coming in off the street to talk about a band they like. And, and where, what are we dealing with? Old Animated de- incest. <laughs> Making fun of the handicapped. <laughs> Hey, you didn't make fun. You just called attention Gracious to it. Gracious yeah. It's actually very polite to point out a handicap. That's true. They like to be pointed out and acknowledged. Um, otherwise, people are glancing over them. Uh, oh have you guys seen Tommy's new Twitter handle, Deplorable McNamara? Um, the nickname about... caught on. Yeah. We should talk about the criticism because yes. I found some articles. Oh, we gosh. should before we ju- idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking, no doubt. Speaking of criticism, uh, we should go ahead and play Jared's clip before I oh, forget. Nice. So, our dear friend, uh, the owner of the Comedy Attic, Jared. Oh, thank you, no problem. Jared Thompson, uh, sends in his thoughts on the band. Um, this is this is a clip of him. This Wait, is, this what? Is great. Yeah, this what is a, production? This is, a this is our dial song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you call Jared at any time, it's his voicemail. It's just him shitting on pants. <laughs> Cue a clip. So uh, the one thing is, we can't talk during this. Mm-hmm. So uh, all right, let's see. Make sure it's up before I start. I'm scared. I don't know why I'm scared. Uh, I can tell you there will be a discussion. This will include. Uh, talk on Jeff Singer. He warned me before, so prepare yourselves mentally for that for whatever Who? reason. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's this week. They went to Jared. The boys are going to have someone on defending They Might Be Giants. Uh, not a fan. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, I don't like them. Their music is like real silly and just kind of pointless. Um, their fans are annoying. They're usually like white uh, just know-it-all nerdy type people that wear like hats for no reason, you know, like Mike Stanley or Jeff Singer, like just the sort of like dumb, like weird guy, like, oh, I'm trying to be cool type hat instead of wearing a sports hat like you're supposed to. Um, so uh, they also do the theme, the theme song from like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So they have done some sort of like, you know, I- interesting stuff. I just played them for my son, Max, and I'm going to ask him if he liked it or not. Uh, Max, did you like They Might Be Giants? No. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Oh, that's that so funny. That is so funny. That's I forgot. So Tommy, you couldn't. One thing I can say definitively about that is my headphones do not work anymore. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! No, that, the only one of the buds works now, and it must be and not the one that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, see. There's some headphones yeah. on that couch. I'm gonna see. If okay, work. check those out. Jared, um, I'll listen to it later. We. Uh, that was one of the. That was a Jared classic. And that, that was. I. That was so great. <laughs> what you missed, Tommy, is that he had his son, uh, Max. Uh, wonderful boy, uh, fan of the podcast. <laughs> he is great. He's a he's a wonderful boy. Jared's kids are two of my favorite uh, children in the world. They're well behaved. We good have a side podcast where we rank children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah, top, they're top ten for sure. <laughs> Uh, no, love you, Jared. But yeah, he had Max. He said, "Did you like the, uh, there might be they might be giants?" And Max just goes, "No," <laughs> from across the room. Yeah. I don't know why I made him sound like Joey. Like, no. But I I liked that he 
you know, sort of, uh, sort of dressed it down, dressed the band down. But then, then it sounded like like he was bringing up th- that they do the theme for Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like, and you think that that was going to further his like no, disdain that's like for. A it. Good and then thing he was like, him. yeah, so they do do some interesting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like no, the theme he's to a big Mickey Disney head, and oh, so yeah. that means a lot to him, I'm sure. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it's funny because that song came on. I, I before I listened to you guys' podcast, I or. <laughs> You guys' playlist. I started oh. listening to just the top five yeah, that they have, right. and that Mickey Mouse song is on there. And sure. I was like, "What the fuck?" Man? <laughs> like, I'm trying to have a morning. It's <laughs> um, nothing like a morning with Mickey. <laughs> that's what he's. That's his. That's his home turf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's where he lives. <laughs> um, yeah. So. That yeah, that was that was. Uh, what do you guys think about that? The hat thing. I think he spent a lot. That's a very Jared like argument. Sure, that the I, fans wear dumb clothes. I don't probably. know what hats he means. It's like fedora. I think he means fedora. Jeff, okay, Jeff famously <laughs> again. Well, well I don't. Famously I don't own a fedora. I know Andrew. Right. You don't own a fedora. I don't, I don't. Mike wears like a cabbie hat. He he talked about Mike Stanley in so there too. What? <laughs> <laughs> We don't wear cabbie but hat. I, 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 but I also feel like it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to defend the fans. That's yeah, true. Defend that's a band. good point. I think that's a tough line to draw because that's a lot of times what people have problems with any band for. Like 311, I think most people just don't like the fans. Sublime. Oh, like, no, I think they don't like the music. Yeah, I don't care that's for the That's also fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave Matthews Band then, I'll say. Sure, I think that's mostly fine, the yeah. fans. Right. Um, because the music is at most boring it's a trifle it's a trifle <laughs> in the grand scheme of things a dave matthews so, band song but so is then let, let, oh no i'm sorry no no no. i don't i mean i hate i dis. i dis, i dislike dave matthews but i don't think it's hurting anyone yeah okay right. that's fair but then I, I guess i say to you what band has fans where you go man the fans of that band are so good <laughs> <laughs> Dude, love biscuit actually no, <laughs> no. <laughs> hate the music love the fans yeah i don't like any because like some people define themselves like you know deadheads or uh whatever jimmy buffett yeah parrotheads well, yeah. and like oh, I, I think any cult, any cult that defines itself mm-hmm. on the, the devotion Jackalos. to yeah that's oh, true yeah that's i think fandom is bad <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking about fish fans before this, uh, and how like they're packing out Madison Square Garden. Madison right Square now. Garden for like eleven nights. Yeah. But like, they're, mean, good the for them. Tickets but... are so expensive, and it is so weird that like, like uh, Tommy was saying that somebody traded like an unused iPhone for a ticket to this to thing. one show to, to see one show. fish one time. Right? That's but like something. It's so weird that something that speaks to me zero. Yeah, someone is willing to give up like. The most precious thing in the world. Yeah. A new vi- iPhone. Uh, <laughs> you guys, how many times have you seen them at the Giants? Oh, um, 38. Really? Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. What about you, Joe? Three. Nice. I, no. They were my first concert. Which puts you in Mine second well. place. We <laughs> should <laughs> vote on which one is more. <laughs> yeah, p- pop off in the comments <laughs> who's seen the more shows. 38 versus three. Yeah. We want you to decide. Yeah. <laughs> you, the fans. Because as we said, we love fandom. <laughs> the most, uh, our nation's most precious resource. Do they, might, do they might be Giants fans have names like that, like parrots or whatever, or parrotheads? No, I think I, I think so. there's attempts within the community to get it happening, yeah. but it, 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 
that thankfully has not. <laughs> <laughs> the name's the too long. Yeah. <laughs> what about I think big it's boys? Just, I think it's an interesting, I think it maybe speaks to a criticism of the band is that I do think that there is a thing where, and it's, uh, I've heard it talked about a few places where I do think there is a certain, um, if you go to a concert, it's not like it's like filled with fans who have been around since the 80s. It's, it's perpetually like 16 to 28-year-olds. Interesting. New, yeah, yeah. Um, new dorks right. who find their, their that's music. That's a good fan name. That is, that's, is very good, dorks. but don't steal it from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, I've, I've thought about that, and I feel like it's like maybe... Sp- speaks to something about what it is that's appealing and and what might turn I do you know uh, uh Joe and I were talking about like there's they definitely don't for better or worse they like sex is not really on the table at all mm-hmm. in these songs and yeah. so and about I that think, song about the table <laughs> right yeah, yeah that's uh, about death. the sex is implied yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, death on the table, but but, um, uh, but yeah, and so I think I think there is something about that uh, the the kind of like they're they're very interested in death, but again, it's not in a very um, cool it's an, it's way. A, yeah, and it's well, or, or even a very sometimes it is in an in an adult way, mm-hmm. but I think it's also in a in a slightly cartoonish way. Yeah, and I think you know there's 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 really not. You know, there's maybe like five songs where I could go like, I bet that's autobiographical. But there's really a complete avoidance of the personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those kind of things are maybe like, um, I, I can feel that as a criticism. And I can and I can see why that would be appealing to younger, kind of nerdier people who probably aren't uh, themselves very comfortable talking about sex. And I think also like, who also have maybe not had a lot of life experiences. Yeah. And so a song about a car crash is more interesting than a song about a, um, you know, painful breakup yeah. or a seduction. Yeah. Um, and so I can see that being a, a, a turnoff. I mean, I guess the, the plus side is like, again, especially in like the early nineties, uh, it was nice to be able to listen to music. That's like, this song is being weird about women. Like, yeah. you know, like there was, there, yeah. there's none of that in the catalog. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, and it's, it's, it's not through being so, although I think they are concerned about that, but I, I it's yeah. not like that they were so on point with their songs. About, it's just that they kind of like don't, not too many of them exist. Right. 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 Yeah. That's a good point is that they can, av- they definitely avoid controversy. Tommy, you looked up, Controversies, right? Nothing. Of course not. Sure. I found something that I. That's even the. Un, there's even an, an old onion uh, behind the music about they might be giants focuses on Linnell's Tetris addiction. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so good. Uh, I found something that I, like nobody else is bitching about this, but I thought it was interesting that their name. Their first name was El Grupo do Rock and Roll. Which, thank mm-hmm. God, <laughs> they did not stick with that because <laughs> uh, they were doing a. San- they were, their first performance was for a Sandinista rally in Central yes. Park. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they had that, and then they changed it to "They Might Be Giants," but it was because they had a friend who was a ventriloquist who had that name, and then dropped it, and they just picked it up. Yeah, I didn't I know that. That's weird. I had no idea that. I knew that they were also considering calling themselves Dump Truck, right? Too, Ooh, I which, like that. Uh, yeah, I go back and forth it, on whether I think that's yeah. a good or a bad name. And they yeah. also considered Bitch Piglet. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a Limp Bizkit alternative oh, name. Oh God, <laughs> that is Tommy's nickname. Jesus. 
and we're defending this bit. <laughs> like, how are we on on the, the same echelon as whoever came in to defend, <laughs> to defend a band that was going to be called Bitch Pig? But in a, but in a, in a universe where a different butterfly flapped its wings, right. <laughs> they're on your guys' podcast going, you know, Bitch Piglet at a certain age wow. is important for young wow. men. When you hit yeah. that, when you hit that that age and that that voice, that chainsaw voice hits your ears. There's nothing right. better, baby. Uh, so wait, what's you this? You know, I'm a piglet head. <laughs> I'm a litter mate. <laughs> I'm a suckle bug. <laughs> what can I say? No points. <laughs> wow. Um, we should take that over. That's ours now. We're going to do the same thing that they did with that name. Now that Ed Midnight's <laughs> done with points, we're taking them. <laughs> okay, here's a criticism. Best of luck to you. <laughs> I yeah, want you yeah. guys to okay, respond. Here's a yeah, sure. That I found Fine. on Twitter. Uh, Always a good resource. I have decided <laughs> that They Might Be Giants is a bad band because none of the members are gay. Oh. Okay. Your yeah. thoughts. Well, we saw this uh, in the cafe before we came <laughs> <on>. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, and you, you had some tough intel. To, tough to defend. I mean, uh, there are rumors about the behavior of the guitarist in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That he apparently, uh, I guess, at some early meeting with their producer, arrived uh, wearing nail polish, and the first thing out of his mouth was, I'm gay. <laughs> Is that a problem? <laughs> um, and it, hard to know whether that was uh, sincerely felt or just some sort of uh, his, uh, his uh, political uh, agitation at this yeah. time. Yeah. So. But so, you know, shrug. Yeah, and and also, like, do we do we mean they're just the main two? I know, now there's, now like there's a full the... band, right? I don't even know. Yeah, but I think they are all uh, married to women. Gotcha. Oh man, we have some tough updates to defend. Here. Oh, oh, Ryan Douglas has chimed in. Oh, oh now here we go. Awesome. He's, now Brian will, Ryan will bring the heat. There's but also I, an I, article I, with some I, controversy. You know, I'll feel, I feel again. I, I I'll concede the. Um, you know, is it a band that mostly attracts, you know, uh, uh, s- sort of uh, difficult to take, nerdy, <laughs> straight white dudes? Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and is that the and and are we two examples? Yes. yes. <laughs> and and, uh, and is that the best? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys pre-write this? Part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just know the, I just know the chorus of this song. Uh, yeah. But like. What ba- I mean, there are lots right. of examples of bands that all of the members are straight. Like name one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. I I don't know. I don't think that. I think that's not a good thing. But well, that mm-hmm. uh, you know, none of them. Are. But how can you? How can? How can you uh, build your band that way? Well. Actually, you're not in. You, my best friend. You, we are not going to start a band unless <laughs> unless, you make some unless we start kissing right now. Uh, I can tell you how Tommy came up with that uh, that question. Um, oh, he we, came up with it. Yeah, yeah. Deplorable well, McNamara. Uh, he. We do a research uh, tactic where we search the band and gay. Oh, uh, I usually see. find a lot of oh, idiot yeah. hatred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is a this is a, well, but that's nice that it was not a used as a slur, but in fact. Right, uh, uh, the complete opposite. Critique, critique from the left. Yeah. I have some alternative facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. I searched it on Google and I found an Urban Dictionary uh, oh, term yeah. for uh, a fan of uh, they might be giants is uh, called a they might be gay wad. So <laughs> speak to that. Well, that's, 
sure, that's hateful. And, that is, and yeah, uh, yeah. people who dislike the band are clearly homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. That's fair. Tom yeah. has an Urban Dictionary word of the day calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't they make those? That would be a wildly successful. Yeah, product. we're gonna sell these on our website. Horrible. Go, go to our Patreon. We don't have it yet. Really um, terrible. I found. I just as, the one controversy I found is an article from. October 6th, 1992. Good. 17 injured in stage collapse. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. You do this? Yeah. The famous uh, Majeska uh, stage collapse. Mm-hmm. This is the shortest article of all time. It's, uh, it's from uh, Milwaukee. Stage fall. It bad. <laughs> <laughs> Giants to bad, blame? Bad band. Hemingway was tasked with writing the shortest <laughs> set of story. <laughs> Concert ends. Never played. <laughs> Curse this band for having such a long name. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Hemingway never wrote a right. book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So it he says jealous that Fitzgerald was able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says okay. Concert fans rushed the stage when the singer of an alt rock band told them to ignore fire laws mm-hmm. and. I quote, go ahead and polka. <laughs> and that caused the platform to collapse. And there was minor injuries, it looks like. But the person who wrote this on our on our post said that uh, as an example of um, they have no concern for the welfare of their clearly idiotic fans. <laughs> That's but pretty I would, funny. But I, you know. <laughs> That's Mike McRae, great comedian, uh, Mike McRae. He's a, he's a Texan, uh, but he's, uh, he's brilliant. He uh, he's in the Toy Story video games. Oh wow! As yeah. what he he voices Woody and Buzz. He's like a brilliant. Uh, wow, those are yeah, those are the roles. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the two people that would be voiced in the no. No one's playing as Slinky Dog. <laughs> <laughs> no one's making their billions as that damn potato. <laughs> that's cool. Was yeah. that Jerry Stiller the potato? It's, Don Rickles. It's Rickles. Oh, yeah. is it Rickles? Wow. Who was Jerry Stiller? He was the wait. Wasn't he in it? Was Jerry, he the potato? Jerry Stiller's not in it. But uh, his Estelle his, Harris. Yeah, his, his television what, wife is Mrs. Potato. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. What that's probably what I was Made okay. me confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Damn. And he kind of looks potato-ish. That's true. <laughs> in real life. Oh, yeah. He's a golden brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, he was uh he was brilliant in Seinfeld and in um King of Queens. Jerry oh, Stiller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's, he's great. great. So let's make this an appreciation of <laughs> yeah. Jerry Stiller. I, I'm on board. Easy, I wonder if they're going to defend Jerry Stiller. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they're going to bring him back for uh, Kevin Can Wait because they're know. making that cast the same as King of Queens now. They're bringing in Leo the, uh, Rimini. Rimini yeah. yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, this has been enough talk about. Uh, <laughs> well, did you hear though that w- uh, when J- Jerry Stiller does performances, he urges people to rush the stage. <laughs> <laughs> So I think his downfall is forthcoming. Right. I, for you sure. Polka, if you want. Yeah. But I, I'll say this: you know, pick. You, you have to pick sides here. If we're going to say too uptight, too rule abiding, too nerdy, <laughs> oh, well, I think not. <laughs> I think there's a. I think there's a reporter in Milwaukee who has other information. <laughs> People were hospitalized. Yeah. Ignore the fire laws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's never the bands that you think on these like collapses. Like yeah. the other one was like Sugarland, that country band. <laughs> there what was, was like, their a, hit? It was like a fire or something in their country. Sugarland. Uh, I forget. I remember the Great White uh, Fire Ooh, pyrotechnics. Yeah. I remember that happening because I think it happened in Connecticut. Oh, That's where I'm from. Yeah. Instruments book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, never the bands you think. <laughs> never. 
Well, that I think it's cool that they urged their fans to rush the stage for a polka song, which is a good song. Famous yeah, polka. Famous very polka. Good, I was very... I was at a show in um, in my hometown of Napa at the Uptown Theater, which was a, a big movie theater that I spent a lot of time at as a kid. And then it was uh, turned into it was like an old school '30s movie palace that had been like sliced up into like four theaters. And then they restored it all into one gigantic stage where they can screen films, but they also have like pretty big acts come through now. Mm-hmm. And so They Might Be Giants was going to play, and it was like unthinkable to me, you know, like my high school In your self. Town. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and this is, you know, this is like after I'd moved away and stuff, but I was like, oh, I got to go back for that. And my family likes them. And so we were all going to see them together, which was really nice. And we went, and my mother knew, I guess I should be careful with this story. My mother knew the guy who runs it. And um, and he was like telling all these stories of like, your son wants to meet him. Well, I'll, you know, he's going to meet him afterwards. Yeah, and yeah. I was already kind of like, oh, I don't, I know they don't like that. I don't want to, you know, like, uh, but uh, but also like, oh, I gotta. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then they were um, they were urging people to. It was a seated venue, and they were urging people to get up. And people kept going. Like there were so many ushers would go and sit everyone down. And then they'd be like, oh, you know, we're sorry. We're being told can't happen, can't happen. And then like five songs later, they'd be like, all right, now we're, on, we're near the end of the show here. Everyone can stand up and the ushers would go around. And uh, and they kept doing it. And, and the people were getting so mad, the people were in the theater. And then on like their, one of their last songs, they had a confetti cannon. And they just pushed the button and then had their stagehands feeding bag after bag of confetti into this thing <laughs> and flooded. You couldn't see a thing. Oh, it that's was, amazing. It was really like looking at a static color television. Wow. You couldn't see anything. Wow. And they filled this theater with confetti. They were clearly annoyed. Yeah. And, uh, and then they like left. And the guy who ran it was like, yeah, you can't meet him. They're out there. He's, oh, they're never coming back. Oh, uh, so, wow. so it was like a whole ordeal. Man, that is the most They Might Be Giants form yeah. of retaliation. Too much confetti. Confetti-based aggression. Meanwhile, Dave Matthews Band really sure. dumps shit in the Chicago River. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I wish I had seen that. <laughs> I want to do that next time I have a set that I'm frustrated with. Yeah. <laughs> Bring out the confetti. Too yeah. much confetti. <laughs> oh, come see me at El Cortez. Beating <laughs> 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 confetti into the... Right. Uh, good El Cortez shout out. I want to. Did you have another? I want. I'm very eager to hear what Mr. Douglas has. Oh to yeah, say. please. Oh, so okay. he and I have have had a um, have had conversations about it. It's I mean, rough. It makes my feelings. Oh, hurt. he has a lot to say about. <laughs> this. Oh my god, good. we'll I, read it. I, just over. I can just. I. Oh, I'm only. I can in my peripheral. That's so much. <laughs> it's a that's lot. So well, much text. Lot. <laughs> but I. I'll, well, let's read into the record first. That Ryan Douglas has been lo- melting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Facebook recently at the idea that anyone in middle school wasn't listening to Led, Led Zeppelin, Zeppelin and reading Lord of the Rings. And he's disgusted and infuriated that anyone would claim they did otherwise. And if you didn't, you're diseased and crippled emotionally and wrong. So so that's let's hear from this. Okay. You know, okay, so now yeah. we can uh, read this under the, under the color lens of that. Oh my God. That's All so right. funny. This is my least favorite band of all time. It's like the kid that was uncool in high school grew up and never learned that the reason he had no friends was because he had no self-awareness of how he presented himself or needed to cultivate any taste or personality that someone could find enjoyable. Not surprised that a bunch of people I know who like them dress like a mother is planning a 13-year-old's outfit for a pool party when the kid can't swim. It's always about the clothes. <laughs> yeah. Can we... And, again, and from Ryan Douglas. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe is wearing. I am wearing a, a, a big, big bird, bird shirt. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but when am I not? I mean, I love that shirt. That's a sick shirt. Can you swim? <laughs> I, I can can't swim. I can swim. I, I can kind of swim, but I'm also not on trial here. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. So the next post is he he goes on for quite a bit. Yes. <laughs> In quotes, we're going to make music for nerds. Okay. Well, the rest of us got professional help and aren't hung up on our past selves. They they might be giants is the equivalent of the new comic who moves to NYC and a big part of their onstage persona is they wear a shirt from a sports team from the city they're from. Ooh. Uh, Tommy Mac shout out. <laughs> uh, finally, I didn't even get to the fact that the lyrics are not only just fun, but encourage the creative capacities of someone who found Tom Lehrer very talented and protected themselves from love because it was too scary. Okay. Wow. Can I say really quickly, Ryan Douglas, more like run-on Douglas. <laughs> oh, yeah. More like run-on Hershberg. Yeah, I could do with a little Doug less. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> he really dug himself into a fucking hole. Mm-hmm. More like crying Douglas. <laughs> This uh, from a man whose defining characteristic is he has opinions on the MTA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, man. I love Ryan Douglas so much, I, and I love that he doesn't like this It makes band me that, happy, too. That, that, makes, that means so much to it's me. It's good to have a friction point. Uh, <laughs> But it, it's weird how it, it always like uh, all of uh, the clothing seems to factor into a lot of uh, yeah. people's criticism, well, I, which I, I don't yeah. I don't understand. Well, and so I guess, I'm, but to me, I feel like that is partly a. Um, I do think that that I, I guess I understand, and I think it's fine and defensible if what you want from rock music is for it to be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and I again like I. I I do think like the early days of the band. I think that do-it-yourself thing and the and the the you know the phone machine and the two guys on stage with like a drum machine and and creating all the tracks and and writing these very good like because I think I guess I also want to say like they're not. I think they can really write a song. Truly, they're, they're, some they're, of the most yeah, beautiful melodies. Incredibly you've ever good heard. melodies, harmonies. I think that the the lyrics are good and and they're not. What they they're not like uh, uh, some sort of lazy Jonathan Richmond thing, who I love. Sure. But it's not like it's a three chord song with some kind of goofy lyrics that seem like they were kind of like come up with on the bus. Or, mm. You know, it's like their 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 model is so clearly the Beatles, mm-hmm. and and like the their debt to the Beatles is so huge. Um, like I think they're really you know it's they're not like a fuck around band. No. Um, which is, you know, uncool in its own way, I guess. But like, uh, uh, but I'll concede that they're not like sex icons in any way. Um, and and yeah, it's not. It's definitely not about being cool. And so, if you know, I guess if that's what you want, then then write. Right. By all means, uh, avoid if, it. But I. But I. I if guess you're looking to be cool. Crack open J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> you know who is a sex icon? <laughs> Marge Simpson. Frodo. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Aragon's probably a sex symbol, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wait, let's, uh, let's read from that article before... Uh, which, wait, so, sorry, that which one? one? 
uh, I the, sent you. Let me see the guy. The guy who says he's a doctor in the end. <laughs> I don't right. think I read that article. I posted in the comments of the Facebook thing too. I can find it. Also. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you take over. And on I that saw one. that you posted. Or, the, I have. I had actually encountered this article before. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it? And I, I, I. Oh, is it the something awful one? Yeah, something awful. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I found it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Another I reputable source. That too. For <laughs> so this guy starts. Uh, I'll say. I'll just uh, paraphrase the first part. He sums up by saying that he didn't want to really write anything about them for a long time because he thinks that they do what they do well because mm-hmm. they are making fun of themselves a little bit. Yeah, they're goofy nerds. But then he kind of makes fun of their fans again. Uh, and he says they're irrelevant, which I think is somewhat fair. I don't think people talk about them a lot now, but except for their right. children's stuff. Like, I don't think they've ever really been talked about a lot. Well, the fact that they started in 82 blew my mind, because I feel yeah. like I didn't know about them until like 10 years ago. Right. Um, yeah. And it was one of those bands that I was like, ah, it's too late for me, I think. like I, I felt uncool and not liking Istanbul, but... Um, but to this guy. So this guy says, uh, this is David Thorpe of uh, somethingawful.com. Oh, he's actually great. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is written in 2005, uh, so take that with a grain of that year. Right, so it's is before the, the Elsa's released, and so he would have recanted all <laughs> <laughs> once um, he had heard the shadow go. No, actually, update uh, 2017 still sucks. No, uh, <laughs> Alright, so he says, regular nerds are okay. They're willing to stay up until 6 in the morning watching horror movies and drinking Mountain Dew, and they eventually grow up and get rich and let you sleep on their couch as long as you want. Sure, they may be a little too fond of D&D&D, Dungeons and Dragons and Dio. What a bad joke that yeah, is. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't mean that they aren't cool in their own way. But some nerds are more than just nerds. Some of them are real creeps. <laughs> I'm sure you knew a few in high school. The kids who liked trains and transistor radios and freaked out if anyone mentioned sex and then had to change schools because they got caught masturbating in class. <laughs> who knew this guy? <laughs> right. Uh, the worst of the nerds tended to pair off. There'd always be one who was a squirrely, introverted spastic, and one who was a tiny bit better looking and had maybe kissed a girl, but was still a complete dweeb. And of if cool. you're not the one who's a tiny bit better looking and has maybe kissed a girl, but is a complete dweeb, then you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, of course, the squirrely one secretly thinks that his, his dapper friend is the coolest dude in the universe and is eaten up by jealousy, and the dapper one secretly thinks that the squirrely one is cramping his style. This dynamic generally manifests itself as loud arguments over Star Trek minutiae. These duos can be found at just about any school in the nation. Especially drawn- Columbine. <laughs> oh, shit. Drawn together you by the fact that... You can't turn it off. <laughs> You just have to be shocking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a man. disease. He you lives have. on the edge. That's why he's always Googling those edging uh, things. Uh, all right, let's see. Imagine two of these kids forming a band. Surely they would have shrill, irritating voices, hilariously weird lyrics, and zany music videos. Their music would be just like them, sexless and jittery, hiding behind wackiness and intellectual airs to conceal torment and misery. Pathetic and annoying. Their fan base would consist of all the outcasts nerdy enough to tolerate them, mirroring the sad rejects sticking together dynamic of their friendship. I guess I don't have to be coy about naming the band to which I refer, since you 
already read the title of this article. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about They Might Be Giants, the novelty indie pop group with a, massively, with a massive cult following of nerds, children, and poor souls who don't know any better. Who's that? That's uh, us. Yeah, that's John. <laughs> I mean, I mean we ain't right nerds, here. dude. We live in New York. Yeah. <laughs> they started out as a typical nerd duo like the one I described. John Linnell, the skinny, introverted spaz, and John Flansburg, the slightly more hip one. It's easy to picture them in school pretending to be robots, asking to smell girls' hair, <laughs> and refusing to change in front of the other boys in the locker room. Asking <laughs> is polite. That's, <laughs> that's just manners. <laughs> it ain't illegal to smell them. That's what I heard Tommy saying earlier. <laughs> when they got home, I imagined that they'd put ice packs over their black eyes and fuck around with tape recorders all night. <laughs> right, what? which to me, I mean, I guess, like, that doesn't... The blast thing doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. No. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's fun. where I maybe that's where I'm confused. <laughs> like, I'm I am in favor of the uh, the high school kids who go home and fuck around with tape recorders. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Like that's what Minor Threat did or something. You right. know, cool musicals <laughs> about the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. The kind of the cool sure. guys. <laughs> yeah. I used to uh, do that. I'd make podcasts. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd start up and say, "Pow!" I just shit my my britches. <laughs> Right. Well, I, I don't know how much of this you're going to read. Oh, I. That's uh, how much more is there? Uh, there's a lot. There's so much. He goes there's album by album. Oh, oh he yeah. does. Yes. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. This is a lot. I gotta um, read those. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to read all of this. I think that he's pretty much gotten to the point here. It's a lot. Of, it's and it's a lot of more of the same of like they're nerds. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then he does he go album some, by album. Yeah, I think he gets into yeah. some songwriting criticism. Let me see. Which is maybe a little more interesting and a little more dangerous Uh, for us to defend. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. uh, But I think, I I guess I also want to, like, you know, uh, yeah, the weird um, anger at nerd, the weird nerd jock thing about being upset with them is so strange to me, as if jocks are the people in high school that we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah. Who well, are as and as if they're the ones who are treating girls in high school well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, that's a good that's point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ask, ask to smell the hair. <laughs> but you're right. It does get into. Uh, sorry. No, uh, no, no. I it mean, does get into song criticism a little bit. What do, what's down. what's the music that jocks are listening to? Right. Like po- top forty. Top forty. I guess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what the kids. Good when <laughs> That's what like the kids when I was uh, when I was in school liked because I thought that they I liked I got really into rap when I was like fourteen fifteen mm-hmm. and I thought that that would make me like cool to those yeah. kids but then I remember this uh, the uh, quarterback of our football team was sitting next to me in like English class or whatever and I had a, a CD like a Walkman thing uh-huh. and I had a mix CD that I made that was like half like Tupac and uh, Outkast yeah, yeah. and then the other half was like pop hits or whatever yeah. and I was like oh he's gonna be so imp-. like he wanted right. he, he would borrow my CD player during class and listen and then I would watch him skip the songs that I thought he would think were cool and then listen to Jimmy Eat World and I was like oh fuck uh, <laughs> what these people want your calculations were off nerd <laughs> <laughs> right well and I, th- I, I guess I do feel a little bit of I mean I, and I think this is maybe something I genuinely don't understand about people people's um i mean i I think mostly people just haven't actually listened to it true um and i and i i can understand that there is a certain like hyperact like if if we're really just talking truly just about the songs Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I, I think they're maybe a little hyperactive or it can be a little hard to find the emotional endpoint. Although I do think on the first four records, it's actually not as buried as um, what album, people say. What album is Birdhouse in Your Soul from? It's on the Flood. Uh, yeah, for, on Flood, their third. That was something that, I mean, we'll talk about it when we play it, but that song very much surprised me. It wasn't what I was used to for, like hearing from them. I, it's I, their best. Always, it's the gateway it's yeah. to... to, to, to Describing them it's to people who incredible song, yeah. I and just going back a little bit, I think something we haven't talked about is it's very imp- in my experience, it's very important that you find this particular band at a very certain point in your life. Yeah. And this band is very hard to get to show to someone who is out of high school, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because of the you know the quirky songwriting and how the, the timbre of the two vocalists' voices yeah. is very hard for your ears to wrap around if uh-huh. you have if you have uh, you know of a, a, a voice in a song should sound this way mm-hmm. and not and not if you're a voice well. queen. Right, I would right. say but, yeah. one alternative fact to that is uh, a. <laughs> Is that Tommy got into them recently when he learned the ABCs? <laughs> <laughs> Here <Yeah>. they come. <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I, I think I am like, like, uh, you know, the the um, the jitteriness and the kind of t- the kind of rinky dinkness of the of the earlier tracks to me doesn't sound actually significantly different than all sorts of 80s music that people are extremely into. Yeah. yeah. And then lyrically in terms of like weirdness or out like there is not a single song that is any weirder than most Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean like they're, That's they're, a good point. There is Yeah, that's like, a, that's so all. true. There's yeah. no there's no such thing as a weirder lyric than the lyrics to come together or like mm-hmm. you know, I mean so it's so uh, uh and in the in a very and I think that they tap into the same thing that the Beatles do where it's like, it is, it's not just nonsense. It is like, it's usually evocative. It and, means mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Or even if it's not, and I think, well, and I think also people have a suspicion of them that they're writing like allegories and that, you know, like, fuck that. I don't want to decode this song. Yeah, and I yeah, think there yeah. are some songs that maybe are like that, but I, I also think for the most part, they're doing it the same way that the Beatles are where it's like, I don't know that she came in through the bathroom window has like, uh, meaning, you know, mm. but it like you hear it and it's like Sunday's on the phone to Monday. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Like, mm. yeah, that's like pretty and interesting. Mm-hmm. And what does yeah. that mean? And I f- think that's how most of their lyrics are operating. But I think that that kind of like college thing that they, you know, like they might be trying to have going on makes you think that there's maybe more you like puts people, gets people defensive. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm meant to work to. You know, and I I do think there are I think like Birdhouse and Your Soul and Anna Ng actually are ones where it's like there is a cogent explanation behind the whole thing that yeah. you do probably have to work to, and I can see how that turns people off. But also, people don't want to do homework. They don't want a homework band. They don't right, want to be like right. symbologist something something from the Da Vinci Code. Right. <laughs> I forgot his name, but, still right. to make but the, I don't. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, I do think people are into think that there's like symbology, or I think especially in the '90s that was like their rap mm-hmm. was like they were like these like. There were hidden meanings, and I, I don't think that's the case. No, I think uh-huh. there, it's just kind of this sort of um, uh, obtuse songwriting or yeah. something. Oblique mm-hmm. is the word I want. Um, I think that we can jump into the playlist. Yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. this has already been. I'd say 
uh, of all the episodes we've done, this is probably the best argument that anybody's made, like the most knowledgeable yeah. argument. Yeah. So uh, thank you for providing that information. Uh, and, and I will for say coming the dial thing is very cool. And that, that is, changes, yeah. <laughs> like, it's still going. Just as someone no, trying to, yeah. it's not. It's not? No. Mm. That's, oh, goodness gracious. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that you just called us knowledgeable and then I uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. provided. Fuck off my podcast. <laughs> yeah. They were doing it last year again, and then they, but then they turned oh, it okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to break this up. Uh, Joe sent us three songs, uh-huh. and Andrew sent us another three songs. We'll start with Joe's. Oh, okay. That's the order oh. they're in on my Spotify. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so do we... And yeah, how does this... Are we listening yeah. to these? So we're going to listen to we're gonna listen to snippets. Uh, great, great. Uh, okay. So if there's any particular part you want me to jump to... No. ...in any of these songs. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to jump around The a first bit. one is my favorite song of theirs. Metal Detector? Metal Detector is it's my favorite so song good. of it's, theirs. It might be mine, too. Yeah. But it also might be, uh, you know, on... Uh, okay, here it is. Oh, no, you can keep talking. Yeah, oh, okay. See, there's Linnell's voice, which I feel like is a giant turnoff to a lot of people. There's just the sound of the call of the wild overcoming the fear. It is weird Alice, a little bit. Yeah, and I've got but so the offspring guy. They've got understand only yeah. by you <laughs> and this person is wrong to think this probably We didn't talk about the accordion. The accordion oh yeah, factors sure. in a lot. which is definitely uh, off-putting to people. Yeah, <laughs> as you know, accordion's kind of, very divisive. I feel like yeah. with a lot of bands. <laughs> but then, like the Arcade Fire uses the accordion. I'm not super familiar. Well, they're with not the darlings fire. anymore. Yeah, are they they're falling out. Apart now, yeah. Oh, the last are they? two albums have been trash. I, their last album like a five. Yeah, and Reflector oh, no. was terrible. Yeah, um, I agree. And I loved the albums, the three before that. When I, I the people f- pretended to like Reflector, I saw. Yeah, I once saw a show with my friends in high school. That was, uh, it was the Arcade Fire opening up for Chromio, opening up for the Unicorns. Wow! And the Arcade Fire like was no, was in anybody. They were the opening band, and on the first like one of the first songs. The Win Butler, the, the guitarist, mm-hmm. uh, broke a string on his guitar and then didn't know how to restring his guitar and had to like stop the song and say, "Does anybody here know how to string <laughs> oh, a guitar?" No. That's a great story. And wow. then, and my friend uh, Joe, who's now in the Downtown Boys, you guys know the Downtown Boys, don't great, the great Downtown band. Oh, nice. uh, they just put out an album. Check out uh, the Downtown <laughs> Boys new album. Uh, and he uh, he restrung the, uh, That's the guy's so cool. guitar because. <laughs> The leader of the Arcade Fire <laughs> didn't know how to string a guitar. I don't know why. To this day, I don't know why. How that's you, insane. How you start a band and not know? 
but and I, be I the guitarist. guitar for like 10 years and I don't know how to restart. Is guitar. that true? Yeah. Mm. Oh my goodness. You should meet my friend Joe. <laughs> and Tommy is the lead man for the arcade fire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. Yeah. It's really cool that we yeah, were able to get you. Your last job sucked. Uh, yeah, yeah, you suck, Tommy. Him a five. <laughs> <laughs> Everything now is not bad, the song. <laughs> um... But anyway, Metal okay. Detector, great song. One yeah, of my yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't love the verse, but that chorus is so great, and I think I wouldn't like the chorus as much without, yeah, having yeah. that distinction. As soon as he said every seashell had a story to tell, that's when I was like, I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like that there exists uh, pop songs that talk about seashells, and right. uh, but it's also important, you know, that that he's in that as he be, as the lyric continues, he is dismissing. He is, he is dismissing the idea it. of listening to a seashell and saying that is uh, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and you must listen to the things that are found, found underground. underground. And then there is a Moog solo, which is like the metal detector is going. Yeah. Mm. It's as though the metal detector is doing a solo, Ooh. which, as I say, it is maybe turns, maybe would turn people off of it. No, but I think to that's these, interesting. To this guy, uh, I, I think that's why so it's much. good to talk about him after we listen to him. Because yeah. then it sells me a little bit more. Because listening to the, look. There are four ways to listen to music. Oh, God. <laughs> so wow. Tommy, this is horrible theory. <laughs> no. I, and I've just been much. using my ears. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to put it I up to your heart. I hope the butt doesn't factor into this. <laughs> you're going to want to keep that butt out of it. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's put it up to your chest. Um, no, uh, we only listened to this like hungover today Absolutely. pretty much. Uh, sure. I didn't give it a, a car. I didn't give it a walk. Oh. I didn't give it a oh, gym. Okay. Uh, I only gave it a sitting ways, here. Yeah. Those are the basically, and it. I I agree. I yeah, agree. That uh, thank you. This is all I've been looking for this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, Tommy shits is. on this every time. I think it's a different way to take in music. All of those. Well, because the way you introduce it is you go there for without discounting live, <laughs> right. which is like well, that's a that way to listen. Count live. No, <laughs> I'm talking right, about yeah, live is important. I'm talking about for the sake of these playlists, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, oh, we're gonna go make them play for us live. These <laughs> six songs. They live in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's they're playing oh, Central Park next fuck. week. Yeah, we're gonna Why go see them. Yeah, for free. Yep. Wow. Should we go? Oh, well, let's go. Fine. Hold it. Pause wow. the podcast. Bonus, uh, bonus, bonus uh, episode. episode. <laughs> You're, it, but unfortunately, <laughs> listening to a band live is not a way to listen to music. <laughs> that is so. not a way. <laughs> That's a way to experience well, we could, we could drive music. there and listen to them in the car. <laughs> right. We could, That's fair. We could drive <laughs> by the concert. Maybe there's a around. Blink <laughs> Fitness nearby that we could work out during <laughs> <laughs> while they play. Yeah, that's the gym I go to. Uh, is it? I love a Blink Fitness. I have never been in a gym. <laughs> true, I, I, yeah. it's tr- that's true. On a way to listen to music. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're missing out. A well, whole as a They Might Be point. Giants fan, I find it hard to get changed in front of other people. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't go. You know that at adult gym, like you don't have to do that. <laughs> you could just go in uh, dressed in your clothes. I don't know. <laughs> There's not like a coach at the gym. I Even in my Big Bird shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, I took theater in high school instead of gym, but those were the two options. That so then wait what you could That's choose amazing. either theater or gym. Yeah. Get out of town. In college, I didn't want my girlfriend to know that, so I was trying to like make it. She was like, "Oh, did you guys have to like shower together?" And I was like, "Yeah, everyone was in you know one big shower," but I like didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the shower head was huge, <laughs> and we used one <laughs> and we used one big toilet too. <laughs> There's one gigantic bar of soap, and the guys would pass it over their heads. And then we had one big towel we'd all roll up in. My best friend fell down the drain. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, oh 
brother. What a great band. Uh, it's not <laughs> totally untrue, though, that it, you would use I, I mean, just didn't know. We pretty much did that. Yeah. yeah that's Wait, so let's, uh, yeah, we should get Okay, yeah, yeah, next yeah. song. This next song, I really enjoyed. I'll, I'll go ahead and spill those beans right off the bat. Their um, best song, probably. Maybe not my favorite one, but. I, I read an uh, top three. Some somebody listed their the top ten or whatever, mm-hmm. and this was like number four for them. Oh, and okay. Did you say it was Anna? Anna. Anna, Anna Ang. Ang. That yeah. was the number one on that it's person's really good. list. Really good. I've been listening to this song for twenty seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Big drums. Like so metal detector, it's about it's also about a metal No, it's about a nightlight. Sung from the point of view. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Shaped like the blue canary. Yeah. Looks like the breathing melody. You know? It's so pleasing. Yeah. So yeah. And the guitars are heavy in this one too. They are I didn't expect. They are actively into trying to write an interesting like a yeah. music that hasn't been written. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, little goofy here, but I, I feel like I'm trying to, to this part I'm in there for the trying part. to listen to it with a little more critical ear than I usually would. What can you say, Tish? Oh, I love the chorus so much of that song. It's so good. It's really, really nice. Oh, I think. I mean, I think that's something I really like about them is the. Um, I feel like they do this thing where it's kind of this like uh, uh, there will be some sort of like central or extended metaphor or idea, but that they do a really good job of um, kind of like literalizing it at the same time where it's like, so there's this idea that the chorus is about seemingly leaving a place in your heart for Mm -hmm. light and, and love to be in the world. Right. Is like the like message or something, but that it is quite literally about a nightlight and that it's, and that it's, he is going to tell you the story of how he is in an outlet across the room from a picture of a lighthouse. And boy, if I was a lighthouse, I'd be bad at it, (laughs) Uh, you know, which is certainly very cute. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like that. It's not just, you know, be lovely like a nightlight. You know, it's, right. it's yeah. like, uh, I am a nightlight. Yeah. And be lovely like me. But also, this is what my life is like, uh, is, I think is very fun and interesting. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like li- literalizing a metaphor or something. 
I'm so glad you're here because I have a real problem. I don't know if you guys have talked about this at all, but I have a real problem like listening to lyrics. Like songs to yeah. me are I'm listening to melodies and riffs and like the instrumentation and yeah. stuff like that. And it, it's very rare that uh, a song's lyrics really like hit home to me. And I, I realized with this type of band, that's like mm. that's but their that, bread and butter. But that made but, me really happy when I learned that about you and that you like this band is because I do like for me a huge part of the appeal was the lyrics right. to start. And I didn't know anything about music when I was in fifth grade mm-hmm. and started listening to this band. But, like, uh, I do think they're musically so, so good. So but good. I, I, and, again, I think when I'm, when I'm feeling defensive about them, I do think so many people's conception is, you know, Particle Man, just like this sing-songy yeah. kind of, like, nonsense lyric. Tuba and accordion. Four yeah. chords, you know, and, and, uh, and get out. And that mm-hmm. they are, you know, ex- uh, really beautiful composers. melodists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we, yeah, we've talked about it with that, uh, with, uh, Dan Perlman and, uh, Nick Nanny said the same thing about, that you said about, like, li- the lyrics didn't really matter to them about, for Steely Dan, oh. it was more about the music, because we were, because oh, they're, they're also very, like, they put together stories that don't necessarily exist in reality, uh, that, but the music is still, it can be interesting to someone who doesn't care about yeah. the lyrics. It's still pleasurable to the ear. Yeah, yeah, I very much am lyrically motivated. Like, I, sure. that's a, that means a ton to me within music, which mm-hmm. is why I think that sometimes I'll let shittier music affect me just because I like the lyrics. Uh-huh. Do you have a favorite lyricist? Uh, what the, what's the name of the guy from the National? Uh, um, uh, fuck. Behringer, right? Yes. I think, uh, uh, people I think are going to fucking name? hate yeah, yeah. Uh, He was on Comedy Bang Bang, actually. He's really mm. funny. I think it's Matt Berenger. That's it. Bobby yeah. Moynihan. Maybe Berninger. No, he might be my favorite current lyricist nice. right now. I, just, I love what uh, he does with the National. Um, gotcha. Uh, what if I said Father John Misty? <laughs> I feel like people would shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Through the computer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was I loved that song, and not even knowing what it what it meant, and now yeah, like mm-hmm. knowing what it means, I at first I started to dislike That's it, what and then I when figured. you when you uh, <laughs> broke it down a little further, <laughs> I started to enjoy it. Um, so the next song is a little ditty called "Statue Got Me High." Wow. I I like this song, but I think that this will probably be the. I think this was my least favorite. Yeah, I think uh, I think of the six that we. Prepared. This is the only song that I looked at Tommy and I said I can't do this right now. <laughs> I could have brought it back. This is uh, also extremely harsh production on this. Yeah. But I think lyrically, this is maybe the one I admire the most of this group. Yeah. Of our six songs. We probably won't get to it, but there's really cool baritone saxophone. Are you skip ahead? No. I don't know. I would. I don't know exactly where it is. They recorded um, uh, an awful lot of them. So, yeah. the, so there's John Flansburg as the guitarist, and then I think in the their first four records where it's just them, and then they finally got a backing band. But I think the first four records, Linnell is playing synth bass, Linnell is playing keyboards and accordion, and horns and woodwinds. And then drums, and then Flansburg programming, programming the drum yeah. machine, drum machine for the first four, drum, drum machine for the first four albums, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they were very into um, getting the best drum machines. Yeah, they weren't. I don't think they were trying to sound like a 
mechanical band in any way, but it still kind of like seeps in and it's an interesting component. Yeah. I like that part. I like hearing yeah. no whisper. They're <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite bands. No, some people like it. some people like really start singing. I wouldn't funny sing. <laughs> I'm not uh, confident enough in my singing voice. Oh, Joe, you got a beautiful voice. Yeah. I heard you sing the national anthem. (laughs) Oh, but I probably screwed it up somehow. (laughs) No. Look it up on YouTube. No, you did it perfectly. (laughs) That bit's great. Check out that bit. It's online. It's It's Joe's national anthem bit is really very funny. No, it's very, very good. I can't defend it. I feel like I talk about that bit a lot when I perform it on stage. Oh, no. Uh, Don't you hate this bit? <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> uh, so that was "Statue Got Me High." Yeah, I, I probably should have picked a different one. I, I mean, no, I'll speak to it. your love. I feel bad. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad when we. I feel like our reaction sometimes makes oh, no. people feel guilty. Absolutely. Well, you're listening to it hungover. I would not want to listen to that hungover <laughs> for the first time. Not yeah. at all. Oh my goodness. Well, well, can I, I, I keep jumping out. No, no, like, no. Like you make your defense. Well, first. I just like as a. I feel like as my musical taste sort of uh, matured into what they are now, I sort of air more towards. I I like garage rock and I like uh, a, a punkier sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think Statue Got Me High is a good example of they might be giants trying to do a harder. Uh, hard rock song, but with you know synths and Barry saxes and and st- and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I I like that song so much at this point in my life. I don't know what were you going to say. Well, and I also think I do. I I think it is they are something that they are doing is like they're actively they want your full attention the whole time. Yeah, which is kind of like the definition of annoying, which is a thing that makes you pay attention to it when you don't want to. Right. Yeah. And so I think for me, I don't put music on in the background kind of at all. Mm. And so I think for a lot of people, that is part of what they want from music is something that they're not giving 100% of their attention to, yeah. which is very fair. And I, I think this is, it's you know, it's impossible to imagine... Uh, making love to this music. <laughs> it's not, it's, I that up earlier. You know, it's not music that you would, um, you know, just kind of like put on while people are like having dinner. You yeah, know, yeah. The, the, like the staccato like guitar chops right. and like and all that, giant all that drums. Kind of, yeah, and... all that kind of and like weird instrumentation that like appears, you yeah. know, halfway like there's not a clarinet in the beginning but f- in the last third suddenly mm-hmm. this clarinet's, you know, and so I think that is also something where it's like if that is not what you are interested in in music, you're not going to, you know, this. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. And agreed so it is, and, and especially, and and then also like the, those first few records um, where it's with the drum machine and stuff, just kind of by its nature, has this kind of like sort of harsh, not very round tone. Right. Mm. So the you, song is beating you really over the head. Really got to hear it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah these trash can snare drums. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. <laughs> I think for me, a lot of what I think uh, one the Hangover we can't discount. We can't put that in there enough. No, nope. and also, also that's my movie ranking. One, yeah, the Hangover. <laughs> one, two, the Hangover two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think his voice was very grating to me. Yeah, in this one in that more one. than the yes. other. Yes, and we realized they they split the two main the Johns. They split vocals pretty equally on their. Albums. They're pretty and Beatles. Sing what you write. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every single song that we contributed 
is by the one John by John Linnell. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, Their voices aren't very different. Like I feel like it, yeah. it takes. I, don't, I think they're pretty different. Yeah, but I, I I don't know that I immediately could tell them apart when I first started listening oh, okay. to them, and I feel like I had friends who like began to hear it, but mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't think they're like what like they they're are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, and, but and different. yeah, and they are they're pretty nasal and um very nasal. You know, yes. Uh <laughs> but also like, you know, for me, the, it's already not unlike my own singing voice, I ah. think. So to me it doesn't sound odd. Yeah. And I do think that might be part of the like coming to them early thing is like it it didn't occur to me to have a singer that sounds beautiful <laughs> you know, uh-huh. in, a, in a rock band. Right. But uh, uh you know, and again Boy, there are a lot of bands people think are cool that don't have beautiful singers. Uh, I mean, I love yeah. the Hold Study. They're like my favorite band. <laughs> that uh, he's sure. an awful voice. And uh, <laughs> Ben Folds gets a lot of criticism for being nasally. Mm-hmm. I think with this song specifically, the vocals are so crisp that you yeah, yeah. hear crisp. it more than the other songs. Totally, so it, it like uh, it comes through. And when you're you know already wanting to be irritated by yeah. music, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Let's uh, let's jump. Over. Okay, so now so these are Andrew's songs. Now we're on my turf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this song. Oh, it's been playing this whole time, but Uh-oh. without the sound, so it's okay. Uh, this song is called "Spiraling Shape." Great. Oh yeah. Stop Beautiful. As you fall, hear me call. He's taking a little edge off with this one. He does sound like you. I didn't hear it till you said it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad for talking poorly. Now it's, you know, it's okay. Heard it all. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Listen to this piano coming in. Tommy, you're going to flip your lid. Whoa! Like Tommy's lid just flipped right in front of our eyes. It's like a peanut special. <laughs> think it's a, a beautiful song that cool kind of spiraling melody and i think it, it the the like lyrically it's a very um typical kind of giant song where it's it's kind of like an actually very bluntly stated message which is just like uh you know fads are sometimes not cool yeah <laughs> uh, uh, but but um you know in this kind of like like why a spiraling shape why mm-hmm. is that the and and uh yeah, I don't know. It's it's so it's 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 comic how um blunt and almost brain dead the the message behind the song is. Yeah. Uh but the 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 music is so pretty 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a very beautiful like vibraphone solo at the end. Um, and it gets real intense. It gets like it very, does, yeah. Uh, and celebratory. And he's yeah. so good. I think at like he, Linnell is really good at like these like interlocking parts where it's like he's going to introduce that. Um, backup vocal in the beginning, and then by the end, it's just going to be going nuts yeah. with like a round of like chorus, of yeah, and and, and, uh, <laughs> and those harmonies and the um, the way that all those pieces uh, interlock, and then he'll introduce some new like melodic phrase at the very end that he's like kind of screaming, uh, <laughs> and I yeah, I just find it super uh, thrilling. Uh, yeah, I think that's my favorite actually of all six. Mm. I like love that song, and yeah. that's the rare song from this podcast that I think I will continue to listen to. Ah. Which I don't think I really. Done I do with a lot. Do I do that really? a lot with this. Uh, I got into ABBA from it. Oh, no. Ab- Wait, yeah. you guys have talked about ABBA. Yeah, ABBA was great. Everybody yeah. loves ABBA. That's what we learned. Yeah. <laughs> also, I Sometimes. hear you guys are going to do Devo. Come on. Are we doing Everybody Devo? Loves oh, Devo. Quizala wants to do Devo. Yeah, right? we talked about doing Devo. So Quizala, yeah. like, that's the thing. He wanted ABBA and he wants Devo. We run into this on this podcast a bit, no. where we we do bands. We just like to book people we think are funny. I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> I understand. but they don't. They need no defense. Do you understand? TMBG needs defense. <laughs> I get all this shit. And people you bring think us this in. with this band. Fair. <laughs> You could have done better. People uh, <laughs> did this to, with this very band where they were like, everybody loves my beat. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were gratified know. to see. We I saw know, the we thread like and then we were like, oh, there's a lot of oh, yeah. support here. Almost so every band we do, somebody, this happens to us. Like, we fucking did Soldier Boy and people were like, oh, everybody mm. loves Soldier Boy. <laughs> no, they don't. And it was an old man. Nothing's without its oh, cult. Nothing's without its cult. Jim Jones quote, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, do you know what movie Spiraling Shapes in? What movie? No. Oh yeah. Brain Candy, Kids in the Hall. Kids movie. in the Hall. Brain Candy. Oh, which fun. you know, right? Which in it has the same thematic, message, thematically appropriate. Yeah, that's interesting. So, there you go. I I think I've gone back. So I've gone back with ABBA. I've gone back with um. What's another one we just did that I was like, oh, I'm gonna start listening to this. It was like a maybe somebody. Oh, we did Journey. It got me listening to Cars and uh, like Sticks. Journey. Oh yeah. It, it, it's more that it inspired me to listen to other stuff other, around that. Yeah, uh, the cars are cars great. Are I love great. the cars. cars are incredible. Yeah. Everyone loves cars. Everyone loves cars. Nobody would like, never do that. Yeah, we wouldn't are, do that. I mean, the cars have good. like five truly perfect songs. Like Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like it's crazy. really just towering. Yeah, songs. I like yeah. forgot how much I loved them, and then I was looking through their uh, their like Spotify top five, and I was like, I love all of these songs. Right. Right. Every and single one. Everyone does. You could play them at a wedding, and everyone would be happy. Yeah. Everyone of every age. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, I'm now a huge Yellow Card fan. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, all right. The uh, the next song on this playlist. The penultimate song. Oh, yes. Joe, sorry. Did you want to say anything else about that? About Spiraling Shape? Like I, yeah. No, I love... I I think that song's great. I would have... If this... If my list was... If, were, if I had picked all six, Spiraling Shape definitely would have mm-hmm. gone on, mm-hmm. on it as well. What a great song. I think it's a... I, I do think it's like a strong uh, introduce people to the band. Sure. Song. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. And it's Agreed. different from everything else. I feel like it's... Yeah, I liked it a lot. This next song is Don't Let's Start. Yeah. 
start. This is the worst part. To believe for all the world that you're my precious little girl. But don't, don't, don't let's okay. start. I've got a weird This is uh, 1986. Uh, I think that's that just... That little part felt 80s. Like... Yeah, yeah. sure. I think that's just such a strong song. Just a, like pretty straightforward yeah. breakup song. Um, and it's got some like playful lyrics, but I don't think it's like aggressively uh, bizarre. No. Yeah. I, think, mm. I think they're playful lyrics that could come from a lot of people's pens. Um, but uh, you know, and, and and like, yeah, I'm I'm very tickled by the like D world destruction over and overture. Mm. And do I need apostrophe T? Like the the joke of including the apostrophe in the you know is is fun to me. I guess I can see how it would be off putting, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's like so clever and so fun, mm. and and then right. just that. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a cool sounding song. It is. I think it should great. be. Uh, I'm kind of amazed it wasn't like an even bigger hit for them. Yeah, it's wild that it's not put on like uh, uh, a new wave. Yeah, new right. wave compilation, like alongside. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, Tube Way Army or or Joy Division or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's just a great song. This is that's like one of the songs that you know. Uh, girlfriends uh relent on they're like oh you, you, can, <laughs> oh, yeah. put, you can put that one uh-huh. yeah <laughs> uh, i liked that one a lot i think it is because it does feel more relatable or something mm. like it feels like it and it, i'm sure you're about to tell me that it's about a windmill or something <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, a, it's about a breakup <laughs> yeah, it's okay, a song yeah. about a breakup and being, <laughs> and being mad at a girl yeah. yeah i think that's why i loved that one so much but also it's just fu- it's so fun it's about nixon's it could, deodorant <laughs> 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 I feel like that could have been in like a, a Tom Hanks movie soundtrack, like big or something. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's weird that their that their song, like they might be Giants' songs, aren't used more in film. But like they'll score, like they'll score stuff. Yeah, and write yeah. stuff specifically for film. But yeah, that shit, like a montage set to Don't Let Start, I think would, would not be sure uh, out of, uh, unheard of. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I like that. That's. A nice, cool, catchy song on their first album, which right. has first a, album, which right. has a lot of uh, textbook. This is a weird sounding song, uh-huh. yes. songs on it, but right. then this little gem and a, and a couple other ones. There, uh, like songs like "She's an Angel" is a really yeah, lovely. Yeah, I almost included that one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, on their first album, nothing's going to change my clothes. Is a great that's really song. good one too. Oh man, they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I really love the album art for this one too. This one's fun. Oh, yeah. It's very Rodney, colorful and pretty. Uh, Rodney Allen Greenblatt. Oh, that's Jesus nice. Christ. <laughs> that's insane. The notorious R.A.G. <laughs> as they call him. Um, yeah, that was a great song. Tommy, any thoughts here? You no, I like that one a lot. Yeah, great song. Uh, yeah. Last song here is called Till My Head Falls Off. Don't interrupt me as I struggle to complete this thought 
So I picked that one. That one was um, that was kind of a personal choice for me, just because this this was when I sort of like got into the band in a real way. Uh, Factory Showroom was the record that had just come out, and uh, Metal Detectors on that one, Spiraling and Spiraling Shape, Shape is on that one. And that was so they were a they were a two man band with a with like um, they were doing everything for the first four records, and then. They in '94 they did a full band album and really kind of like going hard after grunge and and whatever and it's still I mean it's still to listen to it now I don't think you would even know that mm-hmm. uh, but uh, and and they they like got a producer who was like okay guys like put the clown noses away we're gonna track this all li- like we're gonna track the vocals separately but you are gonna play these songs live in the studio with your full band we're, you know if you want horns on them we can bring them in but we're not overdubbing any synthesizers wow. we're not you know like no glockenspiels you know and so uh, and that's a good record but it is kind of conventional sounding and then this is the one where they came they were like okay we didn't like that we're still gonna have a live band but it's gonna be this much more eclectic mm-hmm. approach um and this is like the first song where it was revealed that Linnell, who's the keyboardist, can really write these like guitar rockers. He can rock, yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's kind of like one of these per record now. Yeah. Um, I just think this one's so good, and i I think it's, I think it's like such an unconventional topic for a song, which is like an old guy who is saying, "I'm not going to be forced off the stage yet." Like, I still have stuff to say, and I'm going to say it whether you want it or not. I think that lyric of. Um, uh, clearing my throat and gripping the lectern, I smile and face my audience. Clearing his throat and smiling with his hands on the bathroom sink, and that kind of like reveal Ooh, of like, yeah. oh, he's looking in the bathroom mirror, sink. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's rehearsing his speech, which he's like forgotten, and he maybe ate like forty Advil by accident. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I think I think it's like a really, uh, you know, I find it to be a really affecting song, even though I have never been an old guy who people hate. Um, I, I just like I've, I like I, I think it's a very like beautiful uh, mm-hmm. uh, and sad song with this like crazy driving new wave sort of pulse. Uh, I think it's just like such a great song. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. another one where I'm baffled as to why it's not like you like used in. Uh, it's not. It's not more well known. Sure. It's, this sounds like a classic song to me. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's weird. I don't know, like like when you hear like a, a a good joke or something where it's like, how wait, how is that a new joke? That's yeah, not, right. yeah. Uh, wow, that's so perfect. This is like the song version of that to me, where it's like, wow, what? Yeah, this sounds like I've been hearing it my whole life, but mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. it's just so perfect. Yeah, and this is like a four chord. Yeah, rocker it's just that just is like strip, but it's like mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, fun song. I also, that message. I mean. An old guy who people hate, who won't be stopped. It's like my man Donald T. You know? like, yeah, pretty, pretty our, our beautiful it. American president. Oh, so I give that song five stars. Yeah, <laughs> One of those guys, we don't like the fans, but we like him. <laughs> right. I'm not here to defend. Right. But they are always wearing those goofy hats, though. You know? Yeah. That's perfect. That's great. Guys, thanks so much like, for coming on. A lot of white guys. Angry nerds. You we, can't fuck to his speeches. <laughs> <laughs> What's with that? Um, you can to his behind the scenes footage, though. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, I don't, but it's been nice to be <laughs> here. Uh, we uh, we had a re- uh, review. We gotta give a 
rating. We do for a the rating out of six playlist. playlist. Yeah, uh, really quick. I'm gonna give my maybe my second highest rating ever. I'm gonna Ooh. give a five. Five out of six. Awesome. The only one I didn't like was statue. the uh, statue. Gotcha. Yeah. Behind. Um, who, I think Abba got a perfect six. Fair I'm enough, pretty sure. Yeah. You know, fair. I feel like I might have given something else a perfect six too. But I can't remember. I'm gonna go four point seven five because, but I really liked it. That's that's still a high a high score for that's me. That's pretty but high. I really enjoyed it. It really changed my opinion on the band. I, it's I think it's the first time I went from like kind of hating a band to like ah I like a lot of it. This was not none of these songs were what I thought that they were. It's at least okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what? Well, just I, I would love to drill down just a little. What did you think they were? Yeah, I really thought that they mostly made children's music. I thought sure, that it was sure. a lot. I didn't realize they even had this side to them, to be honest. Uh, which it seems like this is what most of their music was. Sure, so. sure. I think uh, Particle Man and Istanbul Constantinople really throw people off. Yeah, right. And those are the yeah. Tiny Tunes tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Istanbul is the song that defined them to me, and I was like, totally. I get it. They're cute. They're like trying to be educational for some reason. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really understand <laughs> what the p- purpose it was. I guess. Yeah. So then I was shocked when I found out that people enjoy like really liked them and i just never i somehow never got around to this stuff um birdhouse in your soul and uh don't let start they're, they're going in my rotation now oh, i'll put those on awesome. the playlist that's good um, to yeah i am gonna this is yeah i'm definitely gonna check them out like i'm gonna listen to these albums give them a shot go for so it so you guys did a great job oh great <laughs> job great job curating this playlist yeah. and also thanks for bringing so much knowledge to it this is oh. the most information that, like, <laughs> that's, all information. that's all tissue that's all tissue uh, I've, you know, it's the fruits of being a drag about this band for like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything you guys want to plug? Yeah, plug time. Wait, when is this going up? This will Wednesday. be this Wednesday. Oh, well, tonight. <laughs> yes, tonight. Oh. This Wednesday, uh, yeah. uh, August 9th. Uh, come to Baby Castles, which is 145 West 14th Street in Manhattan. Tish and I are hosting a show called Little Gross Guys, <laughs> an evening of comedy about bats and rats, and that's all, where we, uh, we curated a few of our very favorite performers uh, in the city to come and make comedy about rats and or bats. <laughs> that's it. The rat, <laughs> dolphin, and dog. You guys got to hear this song called "Mammal" by They Might Be Giants. <laughs> oh You'll, you would be rolling on the floor laughing at that. Uh, but it's a follow-up to a show we did a couple months ago called right, Little, "Little Green, Green Guys." Guys. And that Ooh, was an about evening of uh, comedy about frogs and lizards, yeah. and that's it. And Famously, it was, life finds a webbed feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the origin of one of those jokes that you think, "No, this must have always." <laughs> <laughs> Now, how how would anyone have discovered this? This is something that was. This is like the concept of a triangle. It's right. in the universe, waiting to be found. It's not something anyone came up with. It was discovered. Oh my gosh! Yeah, come out to that at eight o'clock tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Joe and Andrew are two of my favorite performers. We'll see them everywhere. These boys are the funniest, and follow them both on social media. Where can people follow you? Oh yeah, I am at Two Ton Bug on Twitter, and I'm and at Tisher Tisher. Check them out. Mac-Man. Uh, we can start plugging the next version of our yeah, monthly Caroline show, Ooh. Tom and Tommy. Comedy Mommy. Which will be <laughs> September 27th. At 9.30 p.m. Yeah, so Promo buy code tickets Mommy now. for $10 tickets. Mm-hmm. We already have a couple comics booked that we're real psyched about. It's going to be a great time, and uh, there's going to be elements of the podcast from it. Thanks, everybody, who came to the last one. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be at the Knitting Factory September 3rd. Uh, I'll be. I'm gonna be at the Sacramento Punchline and at uh, what else here? And at the Boise. 
Idaho co- 208 Comedy Festival uh, September 7th through 9th. So come to that. There's going to be a Douglas movies there, too. Um, Magman, anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, yeah, that's great. All right. Wait, real quick. It's so funny that the two people coming on uh, to defend They Might Be Giants just plugged their comedy show about bats and rats. You know, well, so I want to say quickly that I, that I um, Joe, I remember I went to uh, They Might Be Giants concert here in Brooklyn, and then um, shortly after, uh, uh, you tweeted something like, uh, the saddest story ever, uh, What if? What if, or what if a couple... Uh, oh yeah! <laughs> called off a wedding because one wanted to f- have a first dance to a Linnell song mm-hmm. and the other wanted to play a song. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't really know you, and I thought oh, I gotta oh, wow. be friends with and this now guy. We are. Wow. Oh my goodness! And we're gonna go see them uh, on the, uh, this weekend. That's we're right. gonna go see uh, them in Central Park. Wow. That is beautiful. What yeah. a what Touching a beginning. To, this, <laughs> this band begun a friendship, so we stand by them. Yeah. Uh, rate and review the pod. Them. That helps us out a lot. And uh, thanks again to our guests for coming on. You guys are the best. Thank you. Uh, this is a blast. Thanks to my co-host. Uh, stand by your bands, guys. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Crispy.